1: How you doing? It is Kurd and Long, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with my guy Ryan Horvat from BetMGM tonight, weeknights, Monday through Friday. Him, Nick Ashoo, and Trista Crick are the BetQL Radio Network. Follow Ryan Horvat on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Check out the interviews that I do, uh, namely weekly interviews with Tim Diller talking Brewers baseball the former Brewers pitcher and Bally sports, uh, Wisconsin baseball analysts uh, as well. At twelve fifty amthefancom AM the In fact, I'm actually going to record with Tim Dillard. Uh, he's in Canada as the Brewers are playing the blue Jays here after we're done doing this. And we are streaming this live right now. If you're lucky enough to catch us on Twitter uh, at 1250 AM, the fan or at Sparky radio, or you can also catch us live right now on the Odyssey sports YouTube page uh, as well as we stream Kurt and long live. Now, why are we doing a live versus being recorded? Cause I figure, like if, If we had, you know, a radio show right now, this would be the topic du jour that everybody is talking about. I heard Jim Rome on CBS Sports Radio on 1250 AM. The fan led his show uh, with Aaron Rodgers comments and the athletic piece uh, done by Matt Schneiman. Uh, Very well done in that and some nuggets to kind of go over. So we're going to go over that. So let's start here. Uh, in the beginning of this piece, he talks about the fact that the Packers knew Rodgers wouldn't be happy about the selection and protect the relationship between him and head coach Matt LaFleur. They told him the decision to draft Love was strictly the GMs. Uh, Rodgers uh, then has a quote after that. I'm not going to read every word of every piece of this article, but Rodgers pretty much said, yeah, his friends are like, dude, he looked pretty happy to me when they made that Jordan Love pick. And Rodgers is like, hey, they, they all signed off on it. If They took him. They all clearly signed off on it, regardless of what they're telling Rodgers at the end of the day. You and I have had this conversation, Horvath, about how he views LaFleur, how much LaFleur had say in how this whole thing played out. Uh, and there's not a lot in this piece about him and LaFleur's relationship. It's the majority about it is him and Goody's relationship. And then he throws Russ Ball some love uh, as well in this piece, uh, does Rodgers, really appreciative of Russ Ball. But with Matt LaFleur, not a lot said. I mean, I get why you tell Rodgers, oh, you know, LaFleur really wanted you. But but, but again, I'm with Rodgers' friends here. We all watched it. He was giddy like a little schoolgirl. He was all excited that they got his guy Jordan Love that night. We were all watching on TV because, remember, that was COVID. So everybody was, like, in their house or wherever the case may be. And so you saw it happen with him on video when the whole thing went down. I was stunned. Gary was yelling, no, 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 no. Gary Ellerson on the air. He was just madder than all get out when they made that pick. So, do you believe now, after all this, that LaFleur was probably on board
0: with this decision? I don't want people coming after me. No, I don't think so. I mean, what do you believe? Because didn't I see a report? Yes, he today? absolutely was. There's no question. Yeah. Listen, I to saw me. a report. Hold on. L- l- hear me out. I saw a report literally two days ago on Twitter, all over social media that Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love's relationship, and I quote, is less than ideal. You know, uh, you know, like next to NFL. I don't know what the hell the, the report was. That was the report. Oh, I didn't you see that. I don't know that LaFleur is fully sold on Jordan Love. I think Goot's ready for Jordan Love, and he was tired of Rodgers' crap last season. I don't know what to believe. Yeah, on draft night, it looked like LaFleur was pretty happy. He had a smile on his face. But, uh. I don't know, man. Now there's a lot of pressure on Matt LaFleur. Uh, you so this is the deal, right? I don't know if he's fully sold on Jordan Love. I don't know. So here we go. So we're on video here, Odyssey
1: Sports YouTube page. And if you're watching this live stream, you can see the video.
0: If Matt LaFleur
1: wasn't necessarily on board with the Jordan Love pick and the yeah. camera's on, on Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love pick is made. He's like, okay, yep, good pick. If Matt LaFleur is on board with a Jordan Love pick, you get what you got. Yay! Yay! That's what it was. I mean, those are two totally different reads. If somebody's kind of like, okay, my boss said that, so I'll kind of nod my head and be like,
0: okay, yeah, that's a good pick. Versus, hold on. That's exactly what he wants, man. No, LaFleur was still new on the job. He was new to the job, right? He'd only been there for a year. He can't mope. It's like, it's like, you know, he's a professional. It's like at the end of the day, like, you know, you and I, we do the same job. So even if we're having a crappy day or maybe we don't want to talk about a certain topic sure. like stupid baseball or the NBA finals or Nick Nurse, coaching the Philadelphia 76ers, I don't sit there and mope, but I work um, with people that do. And that's not being a professional, damn it. So Matt LaFleur was being a professional. He can't just rip his general manager <laughs> one year. He had just got destroyed in the NFC title game. And gave up 300 yards on the ground. So, here's what I'm saying. I bet you, uh, like, during the evaluation process, obviously because, like, Matt LaFleur calls his own plays, right? Uh, He was a play caller. He was an offensive coordinator before he became the head coach. So, I'm sure there was conversations, you know, about Jordan Love. I'm sure they evaluated Jordan Love. I just, I, I don't know if he wanted to move up in the first round for Jordan Love that year. But... Who knows? I mean, what do I know? Like you said, he looked happy. But even if he didn't agree with the pick, I don't think he would. He would like look pissy on the screen or anything like that because he's a professional, right? No, no doubt about it. Uh, in in this piece,
1: Schneiman uh, writes the difference between Favre and Rodgers at the end. Schneiman writes two of Favre's campaigns with Rodgers on the bench were subpar, while Rodgers won MVPs with Love, looking on into the last three seasons. Okay, fine. But in fairness to Brett, maybe his best year, well, it was definitely his best year uh, to that point since probably back in the homegrown years, was that last year going to the NFC Championship game. He was the best version of Brett that we had seen prior to then him landing in Minnesota a couple of years later, and he put on a show that year too. So those two years were probably the best years of not making dumb throws, well, except in the playoffs, but during the season, not, not making the dumb throws and, and really playing under control. And then you have the press conference, the retirement, and all that other stuff, and they wanted to come back. But Favre, his last year in Green Bay was a really good year. Outside yeah. of how the conference championship game ended, when he looked, you know, brittle and old, but he had a really good season, right? It wasn't like oh, yeah. they were coming off of a season like Rogers just had, where his team was under five hundred. They missed the playoffs. To me, that's easier to move on when your team's not that good versus going a game away. From going to the the going to this the Super Bowl with Brett,
0: they're favorites in that game. They should have went to the Super Bowl, but like you said, Favre looks so old and cold, and that how many, was great. how many field
1: goals did that Giants kicker miss in that game? Like three, something like that. Mean,
0: Giants, it, it was it was it was a tremendous amount. I'll never forget. I watch like I watch games at home, man. I hate being out in public, and my mom talked me into going to Samino's Pizzeria in Joliet, Illinois. All right, and everybody there like is obviously a bears fan. So they're rooting for the giants and I'm like starting fights with people. And I'm like, I'm shocked at the time. And that was one of the worst nights of my life. That (laughs) obviously that in the Seattle, uh, (laughs) NFC title game. Those were the two worst days as a Packer. I think, although there have been some tough ones, obviously, but yeah, man, that was a fun year though, because we didn't really have high expectations, even though, you know, the year before they looked pretty good to close out the season. And then Brett had an MVP-type season. He was on the cover of Madden. That was one of my favorite years of Favre, actually, until, of course, uh, the cold-weather Lambeau game against the Giants, which I still can't believe that the Giants win that game and then go on and beat the Patriots. But that was a crazy year. That was a fun year of football. Yeah, Favre was really good those couple years. I mean, it helped. I, I feel like he was, like, rejuvenated by some of the younger guys. Remember, he, like, fell in love with Greg Jennings that year.
1: Yeah, he did. Uh, okay, so further in this piece, this is the, the this part of the article is what really blew up uh, and is making all the headlines. But but there's another piece in this article I want to talk about besides this main one that we'll get into right now, which is, in the 2021 20, offseason, Don Rogers' agent, according to a source, called Packers President Mark Murphy with a request, fire Gutekunst or trade Rogers. Murphy did neither. Months later, news broke that Rogers wanted out of Green Bay, but the Packers held firm. Uh, of course, when Rogers was asked about this, uh, he didn't want to talk about it. Talk to my agent. Uh, I'm not talking about that. He talked about everything else in the piece. He just didn't want to talk about that necessarily at the end of the day. I I don't know whose call that was. I don't know if that was Rogers call that he said, get rid of him, or I'm not coming back. You can tell them that. Or if his agent's like, I got it. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. And then he went rogue and kind of did his own thing. And Rogers wasn't involved. But in this piece, he talks about him. He don't like Goody. Like they're not boys. They're not friends. They're they're not going to go hang out and have beers together. Whatever else, you don't get along with everybody you work with in life, and that that's that's part of the deal. But if he did give the command to his agent to call Murphy and be like, tell him get rid of Goody and I'm good. And if he doesn't, then trade me. If he issued that command to tell have his agent call Murphy and tell him that. You don't come back from that because you know Murphy's going to tell Goody Coons that the call happened as soon as he gets off the phone. Brian, can you come see me for a second? Right? Brian comes in. He's like, just got off the phone with Roger's agent. They've done. And uh, they they want you gone or they want he wants to be traded. He's going to tell Goody. Guaranteed. And then Rogers is going to supposedly show back up in the building. And these two are going to have a relationship going forward after that? Goody's not going to forget about that. That's not just going to be uh, water under the bridge. I mean, if there was any chance of that relationship working at any point, he just lit, he lit the bridge on fire and said "The hell with it. I'm out. I don't want this relationship. I don't want to be a part of this dude. I want out if you're not going to get rid of him. That, to me, of this, was one of the two more shocking things uh, that kind of made me shake my head in this piece by Matt Simon of The Athletic
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we'd heard that though. Like I didn't really learn anything new. But I there was I a lot it was... of denying of that whole thing back when that came out. Oh no, no, no. I,
1: I didn't do that. And now yeah. it comes up and now he says, well, I'll talk to my agent. Okay. I,
0: I think both guys, like, let's be honest, just have really big egos, both Brian For and sure. Aaron. Right. I think they were both sick of each other. I don't think the relationship ever was very good. And then the Devante stuff, I think that just like set Rogers over the edge because I don't care what Rogers says, what he believes, like he only was coming back because he thought Devante was coming back. Whether that was, they were going to sign him to a deal. Last whether they dance stuff, remember that tag. Rogers knew Devante wasn't going to play on the franchise tag, man. Guys aren't going to play on the franchise tag, not Devontae Adams, not the best wide receiver in the league. Um, also, I feel like the Christian Kirk deal was actually after the Devontae We'll get, stuff. we'll get, we'll get to that later. But he, but what on. I'm saying, what I'm saying is though, like this started a long time ago. Though this was the Jordy Nelson. Remember, they wanted him to take a pay cut, and they really lowball Jordy. Yep, he's talked about all this stuff, man. Clay Matthews just gets a phone call. You know, it's just I think he was, I think Rogers, uh, like wants his buddies obviously on the team and taken care of. Goot is like. That's not how the NFL works, man. Like, that's not how the Green Bay Packers work. Like, Brian Balaga, TJ Lang. You get rid of guys two years early, maybe, or a year early, rather than give them another contract and regret it. So, like, I don't really hate what Goots' doing. He's trying to run his team his way. This isn't Ted's Packers. It's Goot's time. He wants to get younger. He doesn't want a bunch of old guys. I get it. But Rodgers wants his veterans. And uh, so I just think that that relationship, it was like a bad marriage. It was just time for them to part ways, man. On a
1: side note, you brought up TJ Lang. Very disappointed to see he's off Twitter. Very, very disappointed. I enjoy TJ Lang on Twitter, and I don't know why he got rid of his Twitter account, but I saw he got promoted to be on a show on the ticket uh, in Detroit today, and there's no Twitter handle. I'm like, he's on Twitter. So I look, gone. No longer on Twitter. So I don't know what happened, with TJ Lang, I miss you on Twitter. Uh, okay, so l- let's further this conversation uh, and-, and move forward. So now we get to uh, Rodgers talking about Russ And after Rodgers comes back, they all had this big conversation about how we're going to be more visible. There's going to be more conversation and so forth. And Rodgers pretty much points out in this article that really the only one that was more visible and tried to do things differently was Russ Ball. And Russ Ball is a guy that's not talked a lot about unless you're talking about contracts and negotiations and that type of stuff. But when this whole thing was formed, Russ Ball reports to Mark Murphy, Brian Gunnikins, Mark Murphy, Matt LaFleur. Mark Murphy. So they all only have one boss and that is Mark Murphy at the end of the day. No, but none of those three report to each other. They all report to the same guy. It's interesting that Russ ball of all people is the one down there trying to make good and goody. Not as much. Now, again, if Rogers doesn't like him, obviously he's not going to give him the credit that he deserves one way or the other, even if he was trying. So we also have to understand uh, from, from that perspective, but at least somebody, I guess, kind of put together the olive branch going forward and try to be more involved with the players and how it goes. You ever see the movie Moneyball? Yeah. You ever see that movie? Uh, Billy Bean and the Athletics? Yeah. You remember in that movie, he's the general manager of that team. And he refused to have relationships with any of his players. Cause it made it easier for him to get rid of and release guys and trade guys and fire guys and cut guys or whatever. And he didn't want to have relationships with any of his guys. And then yeah. the, the, the assistant is on the plane with David justice and justice is like, dude, what's the deal with raising the prices on the soda machine? What are charging us for soda? Da, 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 da. And he's like, why doesn't he ever fly on the team plane with us or whatever else? Yeah. And then you obviously figured out, does that make it easier for him to cut us? And I wonder if there's some of that with Goody where he doesn't want to have a relationship with these guys at all. He wants to keep what he's doing separate from what his decision-making process is with guys on this roster. Is that good or is that bad? I don't know, but maybe that's the philosophy.
0: Yeah, it's kind of what I love and hate about the guy. Again, because like we fall like we're Packer fans, you know, and we root for a team in a small market and we fall in love with guys like Jordy Nelson and Clay Matthews. And, you know, we're all pissed about only one Super Bowl ring for some of these guys. No Super Bowl rings, you know, kind of wanted to win one for Julius Peppers, although it is maybe his fault that they didn't. Uh, Charles, we'll move on. But but what I'm saying is, like, we fall in love with these guys and then Goot makes the decision to cut them or lowball them or get rid of them. Like, I'm still mad about Devontae Adams. Uh, But at the end of the day, man, it was probably the right decision. I mean, I don't know, because I think last year they probably still win 11, 12 games if Devontae's back and probably the relationships and the chemistry in the locker room are still good. But um, like, you know, he's got to make these cutthroat decisions. And that's where he's different than, you know, a lot of these general managers. And I guess that is a good way to go about it, because then it's, you know, you, you don't become attached to these guys like we do. So cutting a Jordy Nelson or first saying, hey, we'll give you 1 million. You got to take a $12 million pay cut. That's not that tough because you don't develop a relationship with this guy and you realize it's a business. Hey man, this isn't personal. You're 32 years old and we could pay $12 million less for this 23, 24 year old with the speed in the hands who could actually get open and create separation. So I get what Goot's doing. I don't love it as a fan, but I understand it you know, is a businessman or is just a football fan. It just sucks when it's like Aaron Rodgers is gone and Jordy Nelson's gone and Clay Matthews yep. is gone, all these guys, and it's time for a rebuild. And you're like, wait, only two Super Bowl rings the last, you know, 20-plus years with Farvin and Rodgers? That sucks. And hopefully Jordan Love wins 12 games and the Packers win 12 games this season and next season. And they continue to dominate the NFC North the way that Farvin and Rodgers did. I just, I think a lot of people are just like, you know, sold that that's that's going to be the case. And I just, I don't know yet. I need to see Jordan Love play an entire season or at least like three full games before I know if he's going to be any good. So it just sucks kind of to go into this like rebuild season or be plus 400 to win the NFC North or have a win total at seven and a half and think, man, we could be the Bears for the next 10 years. But like, that's the difference is like Brian Gudekins making these decisions, bringing in the right guys, hopefully evaluating the right talent in the draft, then you don't become the Bears or the Lions. Cuz you just make the decision, "Hey, Rodgers is old. I know you guys love him. We'll bring him back and put him in the Packer Hall of Fame, but he's got to go." Because in the locker room right now, let's be honest, he's a cancer. That sounds like a disaster. I can't defend Rodgers. Like last year, man, like he just he didn't seem interested. At all, and I know in the like I know obviously you lose your best friend on the team or your your best wide receiver Devontae Adams. You're but he just he didn't seem like he was fully in for the first time ever. I've never said that about Aaron Rodgers. He just didn't seem committed last year, so it was time to move on. And uh, I think both guys, like I, I mean Rodgers, I think they're both full of crap. I think I don't think either of them wants to look like the bad guy. I just think this relationship was terrible. It was time to part ways.
1: I give credit to Matt Schneidman for getting Rogers uh, and getting these quotes. Matt Schneidman of The Athletic. Great piece on Aaron Rodgers. Like I said, I'm not going to read all of this because that's a disservice to Matt Schneidman because uh, obviously they want you to buy an Athletic subscription and go read all of uh, these guys' great work at The Athletic. Uh, but I'm going to move on uh, further in the article. And if you're getting Curtin long, you download it. Uh, we record three days a week, normally Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, normally uh, up and ready to go by 5 p.m. each day central time. You can download it on your Odyssey uh, app or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And of course, Odyssey Sports page from time to time. We'll throw some videos up there right now, live streaming at our Odyssey Sports page, Kurt and Lung. All right, now we get further in the article. It starts talking about Devonta Adams, the contract. And uh, apparently, according to the story, they only offered 18. Devon, or uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who by the way, is a free agent, uh, was set to make 27 million and Adams wanted to be making more than him. Now, NFL executives around the league were furious about that DeAndre Hopkins deal. Uh, and thought that he was way overpaid and that was screwing up the standard for wide receivers in the league. And nobody else wanted to go down that path of paying that much money yeah. for a wide receiver. And I saw somebody on Twitter get all upset about this and say, wow, it's negotiating. Like quit being an egomaniac and it's just part of the negotiating process. But you have to understand something. When you negotiate a contract, okay, and you're the person negotiating the contract, Yes. You want to get the best deal you can for you and your company for certain. No question. And that's what the Packers want to do. But if he's asking for 28 and your initial offer is 10 million less, that's not even remotely close. At that point, you might as well just said, you know, we're going to play the year out and see where we go. Devontae. why bother? Because that was an insult. And once you insulted him, there was no coming back. They would have been better off saying, let's talk about it at the end of the year and we'll, you know, we, let's see where Aaron Rodgers is and what we're doing with him. And then we'll have this conversation at the end of the year. Once I know kind of what this salary cap structure is going to look like. I want to get to you, but I want to get Aaron done too. We'll get you both done together to make sure you're both here for the long term. That's how this should have went. But instead, you insult him. I go back to Russ Ball, who Aaron Rodgers was praising. Was that his call to insult him with 18 million? Was it Goodenkin's call to insult him was a mer- who made the decision to, to insult him essentially at 10 million less than what he wanted. Now from their perspective, it could be like, "Wow, we weren't insulting him. Look at the numbers spark. Okay, fine. But you knew what he wanted. $10 million less. It's going to piss him off. You knew what you were about to do and you did it anyhow. And then we're surprised that he wanted to be traded at the end of the year. How could you possibly be shocked that that's how this whole thing played out? That was just, in my opinion, poor negotiating. Horrible. I would better off not even making an offer and waiting till the end of the year to have the conversation.
0: Hey, hey it's Kaylee
1: Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
0: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, priceline. And this is what I'm saying though, Sparky, is like, this is where conversation should have been had, like, hey, this is gonna be the real last dance, or Rogers, you wanna come back, you have to take this amount of money because Devante is gonna wants 10 million more dollars. Like, all of this, though, should have been, and this is where, you know, obviously. Like the Goot and the Roger stuff, and having no communication. This is where this comes into play. And Devonte having a bad relationship with Goot because he felt lowballed, or Russ Ball, or whoever else, is none of them could just get together in a room like human beings and say, Hey, we want to win one more Super Bowl. So, you know, but for Devante, it isn't about winning a Super Bowl. Like he's a wide receiver. I, I mean, he wants to win. I'm not like calling him out and saying he doesn't want to win Super Bowls. He obviously does. But He wanted to get paid. He wanted one more big deal because that was going to be his last big deal before he hits 30 years old, and he's the best wide receiver in the league, so he wants to be paid like that. I have no problem. Everybody wanted that kind of money. Uh, Tyreek Hill wanted that money. The Chiefs said absolutely not, and they traded him away, right? A.J. Brown wanted that money, and Tennessee traded him away to the Eagles. And like Mahomes didn't bitch about it. Instead, he went out and won a Super Bowl with Juju Smith-Schuster and MVS. You know, Ryan Tannehill, maybe he bitched about it. Nobody paid attention. Nobody cared, but nobody wanted to pay wide receivers, that kind of money. Like you said, last year, I would have paid Devante though, because he is the best receiver in the league, but I get the thinking he's 30 years old. You know, what was Jordy 32, 33, and he really lost the step. We figured it out. We realized it that year, uh, my excuse though, is it was Brett Hunley throwing him the football, but he clearly had lost the step. Devante has not lost but- anything. No, no, absolutely not. And they pissed off Devonte. They did it the season before. So I get Rodgers being upset about that. But at the end of the day, man, they all should have had better communication and figured something out. Because okay, Rodgers moved a lot of money for one year to, you know, to win, what, seven games. Right. Let's, let's move on.
1: Because I, I don't like how they negotiated that deal and what the starting point was. So that was bad on them. I'll tell you the next thing that was horrible as a manager goes. Goody, if you didn't want Aaron, then you should have just told him, like he's been saying this whole time, dude, we're moving on. We're done. I, when the season ended, it should have just been, we're going to move on. Give me a list of your teams you'd consider going to. I'm not telling you that we're going to trade you to somebody outside of you. list. give me five teams. And whoever gives me the best. I, mean, I talked about this on Curtis Long. Give me mm-hmm. one of your five. Give me five teams that you like. Not one, five or three, right? And now, wherever they get the best deal, you're going to go. And that's how we're going to do it. But instead, we got to play games. Oh, we want you. Oh, we want you to retire as a Packer. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. So now they're going back and forth having this conversation. So he says, according to Rodgers, hey, I'm going to come out west and drive out there. Got some stuff going on. Let's hook up. Aaron, according to Aaron now, we know not have Goody side. Yeah, sounds good. Love to. Yeah, I got some stuff going on with, you know, talk to you and mad about blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. This is where the failure in management comes. He never set a date. He never gave a date. He never gave a time. He didn't give nothing. And then all of a sudden he pops up and goes, hey dude, I'm here. Want meet. Now, that's a failure on his part. Now I'm going to rip Rogers. This is a failure on the employee part of it. You and I both have pretty much the same boss, right? And have had the same boss for a while. Could you imagine if our boss, Texted us something in the morning and you didn't text him back or respond to him back about your potential future, whatever, until the next day. And you just can you imagine how mad he would be? Oh my god, I don't
0: I don't I can't imagine having that kind of anxiety. No. That's that's so, what I love about Rogers. He literally just said this, this dude,
1: this yeah. dude goes to hell with him. I'll get back to him tomorrow when I get around to it. Yeah, and then goodie's gone. And then Rogers is like, oh, I don't understand. Okay, yes, he was wrong for not setting a date in time, and you were dead wrong for not getting back to him kind of immediately whenever you saw it. I'm not saying within two minutes, but within the next couple of hours when you saw your phone, and don't tell me you're not by your phone. Within the next couple hours of, hey, dude, I got it. What time do you want me for lunch yeah. or whatever? Like something, anything. But you right. blew him off to show you're powerful. I'm Aaron Rodgers and you can wait for me to call you back. And guess what? Goody said, "The hell with you. I'm out of here. I ain't waiting for you. And he left. Back
0: to what you said. Two super egos not wanting to give yeah. up. Really quick. So I think here's how it all went down, right? <laughs> Rodgers has not, he's not been the same. He's been pissed off since the Jordan Love pick. You could have given him any amount of money like none of that was going to matter. You would damage the relationship. Then you damage the relationship with Devante. Devante leaves when Rogers is already committed to coming back and you bring in, you know, the corpse of Sammy Watkins, who he did, you know, he didn't want, he says, uh, you know, a couple rookies Rogers never trusts. Granted, Cobb and Lazardo, he takes with him to New York, but he didn't have his best weapons. He didn't have his go-to guy, Devonte Adams, who he was targeting every single week, 14 to 15 times. And so, that pisses him off. The Jordy stuff, all the stuff in the past pisses him off. And then I think the relationship with LaFleur, I mean, sure, they're giving each other fist bumps and hugging. I feel like that relationship was was damaged when the NFC title game against Tampa Bay, when he sent Mason Crosby on that field. I think Rodgers lost a little bit of trust in Matt LaFleur. I don't think the relationship's been the same. I think they still like each other, but I just don't think that I think it was just time, you know, where Rodgers wanted to leave, but he didn't want to be the bad guy because he loves the fans. He does love Green Bay. He loves, you know, Earl in the cafeteria and everybody else he can name you. He just doesn't like Brian Gutekinds. So he was ready to go. But like Russell Wilson in Seattle, didn't want to be the bad guy because of his image. So, you know, like instead he went into his cave. He didn't answer his phone and he's going to make it look like, hey, they didn't want me. You know, they drafted Jordan. It was their time. You know, they were ready to move on to Jordan. They pretty much ghosted me. And then we find out that's BS. Um, and so I just, that's what I'm saying, man. It's like a bad marriage where like the mom doesn't want to be the bad person. The dad doesn't want to be the bad person. So I think there's like, you know, a lot of truth to all of this. But I mean, Rodgers is, yeah, Rodgers is probably to blame. Like he, he didn't want to be there anymore. He, and he knew where he wanted to be. He wanted to be a Jet. There's a reason why Nathaniel Hackett got that job. Did you watch Denver last season? Those nine, ten games he was there, oh. he would never. If he wasn't Aaron Rodgers' gopher, if he wasn't like the Jack Haley to Dennis Rodman, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he does not have a gig because he can't. Like he can't call plays. The only reason he has that gig is because Rodgers is now in New York and he's going to be calling his own plays. We already see it. Look at that training camp, the OTAs. Man, Rodgers is running the whole show. Sure is. Yep, absolutely. And he's That's essentially coaching wanted him I to do that in Green Bay. Yes. I mean, he wanted the general manager fired, man, me or him. Like, Mark Murphy's like, piss off, dude. You're Aaron Rodgers, but you got like two, three more years left in you. Goot's probably going to be running this team for 20 more years. Let's rewind a second. Yeah.
1: Do you think, because this was a big talking point after they drafted Jordan Love, and now revisionist history a little bit. Do you think if the Packers would have called Rodgers, two, three picks before and said, Hey man, we're going to try and move up here. No. We really, we really like this kid, Jordan love. And you know, you're not getting any younger, obviously, but we're, we're going to go draft this young quarterback. He's giving me kind of your backup, your, your, your backup kind of going forward here. We're kind of mold to get him ready here, but we're just giving you a heads up that we're going to go take this guy. So he doesn't find out from his agent. He doesn't find out from watching TV. He doesn't find out from social media, nothing else. They call him a couple of picks ahead of time to tell him that, look, we're talking to, we're thinking about moving up to maybe go get this kid. We really like him. Uh, and it's, you know, no different than when you got drafted by the Packers with Favre or whatever the case may be. And we're going to do this. Do you think that changes the relationship between Goody and Aaron Rodgers at all? Had they given him a heads up of more than like 30 seconds or whatever it ended up being, uh, before they made that pick of Jordan Love, or do you think he hates Goody regardless, just for the simple fact of him even considering drafting a quarterback uh, at that point in time? Because again, remember they're
0: coming off a conference title game. Yeah, man, I think because he's like named T Higgins, like he's he's like yeah, I I know, like he he would still it wouldn't have mattered. It, it would no, it wouldn't have mattered, man, because you're still drafting his replacement. He thinks he's in his prime. And he won- he's won two, I mean, he's right, he won two MVPs after that. So it wasn't time to draft a quarterback. I still hate that pick. I would have drafted T Higgins. No, the relationship's still damaged. Like, I don't think there's anything Goot could have done. I think it was over after Jordy. I mean, let's, like, yeah, I, I think that's really, I think that was it, man, to be honest with you. Although Rodgers did like Jimmy Graham. They still hang out off the field. But, like, yes. That's my problem with it. That'll always be my problem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jordy was washed up. It was time for Jordy to go. But you don't bring in washed up Jimmy Graham <laughs> three years past his prime. People like he caught 10 touchdowns with Seattle. Yeah. They're like, I, I don't know. He caught Crams. five Packers in two years. But I think that's what damaged it all, man, is, you know, the Clay Matthews stuff, the Jordy stuff. And then the Jordan Love thing, I think, was the cherry on top. But no, if they called him, I don't think it would have mattered. Do you?
1: No, no, I don't think so either. But there was a lot of talk that they should have given him more of a heads up. And I agreed with that. But now, like I said, going back, revisionist history and saying, would that relationship have been any different? Had they given him more of a heads up of what they were thinking and communicating more with Aaron Rodgers, would it have changed the relationship? And I I just, I don't think the answer is yes, because Goody was going to manage the way Goody manages. Now, if something changes, right if all of a sudden, now that Aaron Rodgers is gone, that Brian gutenenkuntz now is more visible and he's seen joking around and having talks with Jordan Love and talking to his young wide receivers, and he becomes a different guy, that'll be good. I guess you could say he learned his lesson or it could be bad in saying he just didn't like twelve and no one to deal with him. Uh, and that's kind of why he stayed out of the way because he knew that future drama was coming. Uh, at the end of the day between Goody and him. Because remember, there was all this drama between Ted and Brett, but Ted never spoke publicly about anything. Never. He never had Mark Murphy you know, going to basketball games and talking about stuff. He never had any of that. He was the only guy that would talk and he didn't talk. Brett's doing Fox News and doing all this other stuff. And Ted's just sitting as always like, I don't care what he says. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm not talking to the media and I'm not
0: doing any of this stuff. Let him talk himself into a hole. Who cares? Also, though, like social media wasn't around. So people weren't like so obsessed with this kind of stuff. I will say, though, I was correct about the Packers beat, though. You have to admit. About what? Oh man, they're gonna miss Aaron Rodgers. I mean, well, this I, was a
1: story that hadn't been done yet, so I'm I'm all about this. This is great. But the, well, the gonna, Aaron Rodgers gonna, Jets stuff. Go yeah. The Jets writers are gonna have a field day, and I I I still think Rodgers may very well crumble under under all this. I, I don't know how he's gonna handle it. I really don't. And it's I they you. lose, and he's getting lambasted. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts tossing guys under the bus of why it's not working to get himself out from underneath it. It be- They better win because if they don't, I don't think he's going to handle
0: it very well. I really I don't. don't. Think the, I don't think the Rogers like stories or any of this is going away though anytime soon, because I already know how this plays out. I mean, we saw it with like Drew Michael Finley and Greg Jennings. There's going to be somebody in there's going to be like a Kentrell Bryce that's going to write a book or come out and talk about all the drama. Probably behind the scenes. Yeah. Now, I, yeah, I mean, I'm just so over it though. I mean, yeah, it's good for content and I do want to know what was going on behind closed, but I have a pretty good idea. Like it was two guys with huge egos that didn't get along. They kept often Roger's best friends and guys that are really talented. Like let's be honest, like the Packers have kind of been preparing for a rebuild since the Jordan Love pick. Look at that draft. It was now Josiah. It. Who really AJ Dillon.
1: But Ryan, who burned him? Jordan didn't burn him after he left. Matthew's didn't burn him after they left. Micah Hyde played better than he did here. Fine. I'll give you that. Casey Hayward had a nice little run of a couple of years. Okay. But from offensive players standpoint, who left and went off and you're like, oh, damn. Devontae? Devontae Sure. Devontae was still awesome. And now he's got Jimmy G or Tom Brady as his quarterback coming up.
0: MBS MBS won a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, but he wasn't. I mean, I like MBS, but he... he I would have
0: taken MBS on this year. Over Sammy Watkins and... and Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would take MVS over Sammy Watkins. Yeah, I agree with you there. He has Ryan Horvath, Bet MGM tonight. Catch him weeknights so while the games are going on. You can tune in him, Trista Crick, and of course Nick Ashu on Bet MGM tonight, part of the BetQL network. Follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Horvath you can follow me at Sparky Radio at 1250 AMThefan.com. Enjoy the rest of your day. And, and, and again, you know, everybody can say they're over it and they're done with it. People are going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers for the foreseeable future. And when the season starts. People are going to be watching to see what Rogers numbers look like. And when Rogers fails, people are going to be celebrating Packer fans will be celebrating. And when Rogers does well, people that love Rogers like Horvath uh, will be celebrating that he did well. And then the comparisons of Rogers and love this first season is going to be up the yin yang as well. Unfairly to Jordan love, but that's how this whole thing is going to play out. It's too bad, but I have a feeling that's exactly how it's going to go. Enjoy the rest of your day. Toodles.